Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Thank you very much, Austin. I'm Flint McLaughlin, and we begin yet another clinic. The title of today's clinic is 263% Higher Conversion Rate, How Reducing Anxiety Helped One Company Improve Conversion Rate Threefold. There's much in a title like that. We want you to be interested in this particular case study where we saw this 263% improvement. We want you to understand that this clinic's theme or its title is focused on a particular problem, anxiety. But it is hard to pack in a short sentence like that the, the real depth of what we want to discuss. Anxiety is lethal to the closed process. You think it would be something that we would be very, very effective at trying to mitigate. But all over the web, our pages are underperforming and we are losing money because we don't recognize and we don't know how to correct problems with anxiety. We're going to be talking a great deal about that going forward. First of all, I just want to point out that you can uh, tweet today at hashtag webclinic that I'll be joined by John Powell, a senior research manager and uh, strategy expert who's going to be working with us in some of the optimization. Lauren is also uh, in the studio with us and she'll be joining me in just a moment. She's a research analyst and we'll be talking about a particular case study. And we're going to dig deeply and right away into the content so that we can cover as much material as we can in the short period that we have. So let me just swiftly shift over to this case study. Test protocol 1594. It's a landing page test. The results are MechLab certified. It comes from our library. We have the world's largest library of case studies and experiments. And uh, I want to ask Lauren to come right up and talk to me about this case study. Lauren, thank you. Yeah. Is this your first time in the studio? Yes, it is. So this is Lauren's first time on camera in the studio, <laughs> but it is not her first research project. She no, oversees no, no. a lot of research, and we're going to invite her just to tell us about this particular one. So oh, go ahead, Thank Lauren. you. So like you said, this is Test Protocol 1594. It's a landing page test that we did for a business-to-business company that works on um, VoIP telephone services. So their goal was to increase their amount of leads. So for them, it was quote requests in our primary research question was, which quote process will generate more total leads? So we did an A-B multifactorial split test for this. So here you're going to see, uh, this is the control. The first thing that you'll notice is the quote form on the top left has a lot of fields. There's a lot, and a lot of them are unnecessary fields and contain things for personal information like their phone number. It also required them to be contacted by uh, a representative. So um, at this point in the buy process, a lot of the consumers were really just looking for research and information, and they weren't necessarily ready to be contacted by a representative and be sold to. Uh, we also, because of all this, we wanted to um, significantly increase the amount of anxiety in order to increase the number of leads that they got. So this is the treatment that we provided. And at the bottom left, you'll see it's an instant quote tool. So we reduced the amount of friction, mainly by reducing uh, the number of form fields and also the difficulty of those fields and we also made it an instant quote. So instead of having to wait for someone to contact them, they received their quote immediately. We also um, tried to reduce the anxiety here, uh, mostly, again, the instant quote tool. Also, the copy above it, we specifically addressed their concerns of uh, their anxiety around the buy process, a lot about the price and the product they were receiving. We also added credibility indicators and close proximity to both of the um, call to actions and also a comparison chart that also uh, addressed address their specific concerns. So here you can see the control and the treatment side by side. Another thing to note here is the placement of the quote. So we got the top, we have on the control, it's at the top, it's the first thing they see, whereas on the treatment we provide them with value first and then ask for their information. So let me take over, Lauren has shifted this slide. I'll go back for just a moment. Look at those treatments side by side and ask yourself, what do you think the performance difference will be? Soon we're going to ask you to get, interact with us and give us your thoughts, but for just a moment, look at those two. Look about the, at these principal differences and sort of get a, 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 an idea in your mind as to how one might outperform the other. 
and understand that what's really going on here is something different than might be readily apparent. We are not optimizing a web page. We are optimizing a thought sequence. In the end, what you see on this next slide represents the key to understanding this entire process. We don't believe in optimizing web pages. We believe in optimizing the thought sequence. People do not buy from web pages. People buy from people. And there is a sort of mental journey taking place, a dialogue that people are working through as they interact with this page. And the, the various words and the various images on this page are just cues. They're triggering uh, a thought process that we have to understand if we're going to squeeze the maximum performance out of the process. Look again. In this example, we sort of hearken back to what we talked about in the last clinic. We discussed this fulcrum. And we particularly discussed value proposition. If you didn't attend that clinic, you can get all of that content at no charge at marketingexperiments.com. And you can connect the learnings from last clinic to this clinic. Because in effect, we talked about tipping the fulcrum, the force of the fulcrum, so that it had more value in the last web clinic. This time, we're looking at the cost force side. And as you see in this image, we want to reduce that. We want to take away weight. Audience, if you'll think about it, there's only two things you can do to that fulcrum. You can either add value, that's weight on one side, or you can take weight off on the other side. Only those two things will cause it to tip in favor of the value. So what we want to do essentially is understand how to apply this particular heuristic. Now, please know, if you're new to marketing experiments or mech labs, you may not be familiar with this. And it's all right. Don't be intimidated by that particular formulation. It is a heuristic that helps us think about the value proposition. In effect, we have spent 20 years asking a single question. Why do people say yes? And driving all of our research is this hunger to understand that. And as we've come to understand it, we've been able to, to develop not only a meta-theory, but a consistent methodology that we can apply to process after process, and achieve more yeses, which translates into more conversions, which translates into more revenue. So thinking about that, let's go back and see what's going on here. We have now tried to pull the cost force and reduce it. I would suggest that this fulcrum doesn't represent this page in its entirety, because in a sense, the value probably isn't that heavy. But the key part of this slide is in that red dotted line where we analyze the cost force, and one of the most important ways to dramatically reduce the amount of negative forces in your conversion process. The cost force is by reducing anxiety. And so let's look at the results of this experiment. I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask Lauren to sort of explain to us the chart that we see next. Go ahead, Lauren. Uh, so through what we did, we achieved a 262% increase in lead rate. And that was with a 99% level of confidence. Um, we did reduce friction, but the main point of this webinar is focusing on the anxiety that we reduced. Excellent. Thank you very much, Thank Laura. you. I may have more questions for you or have you involved as we do live op as well. Uh, so, your first time on the studio and you did superb. Thank I appreciate you. it very much. All right, now watch with me carefully because this is just setting up the key that we need to understand. I'd like to talk to you about a couple of critical principles and then get into three specific ways you can dramatically reduce anxiety. I'll begin by pointing out this principle. Often the greatest threat to our ask. See, marketers collect asks. That's our business. We ask and we try to collect yeses in response to those asks. And the sale is only a macro yes that results in a culmination of, of these micro yeses. A micro yes might occur when we read the headline and move from the headline to the body copy. It might occur from the body copy to the benefit statement. But every landing page is a whole series of micro yeses. Every channel has micro yeses embedded in it. And as people move through those micro yeses to achieve the macro yes, the sale, we want to intensify their velocity. The faster they move in their mind, the, the sure we are going to get a macro yes. The problem is, it takes many asks, many yeses, to achieve one macro yes. And if we have anxiety in this process, it can bring those yeses to a dead stop. It only takes one no to undo the whole process. So, we often think about the cost for side in terms of price, but price is one of the minor parts of this. Price can be used even to intensify value. 
The two pieces of total cost, mental cost, that we need to think about are embedded across these principles. The first is friction. And it relates to resistance, psychological resistance, even annoyance in the process. The second is anxiety. And anxiety relates to concern, uh, even fear. Now you might say, well, isn't that just a form of resistance? It makes sense except that in our research from patterning 10,000 plus experiments, we've discovered that in fact you correct friction and anxiety in two completely different ways. And so we need to understand the nature of anxiety in our process and how to correct it because if we try to fix it the way we fix friction, we're in trouble. Now you may be eager to get to the content. I have some interesting examples coming up right now. But before I even go there, I want to stop because the goal here is not to deliver entertainment for 60 minutes. The goal isn't to impress you with mech labs, to show you how clever we are, or to sell a particular product. The goal is to communicate information that's rich and valuable and that you can use to make a difference in your day-to-day -day job. And to do that, I, I want to just stop and talk about anxiety for a moment longer and the difference. Because part of the problem with the way we are treating anxiety in our process today is we are treating it the way we treat friction. I'll give you an example. The most obvious form of friction, the one we rarely talk about because uh, the, the Internet has learned about this one. When we first started talking about it, they had not. Friction is a word coined, I think, coined in our laboratory. And it's become, you know, uh, viral. It's used everywhere. But friction as it relates to marketing, I mean. And friction relates to resistance. And if we see too much friction in a process as marketers and we recognize it, so let's say form fields, we try to reduce the number of form fields. Now, there's way more to this. Friction has to do with confusing. It could be connected to your iPath. There's a lot more. Please don't oversimplify it. Too many marketers do that. But, in a simple example, we might say that reducing the number of form fields will reduce friction, so we take them away. And what we've done is irrational. We've taken what makes sense and approached this problem, and we fixed it. If you take that same sort of logic and apply it to relieving anxiety, you'll fail to correct the problem. You'll bleed revenue every single minute of every single day. So there's more that we have to learn. And I'm going to help you with that as we go forward by sort of beginning to unpack some ways. Let's first keep learning about this first piece. Each of the form fields in this example represent a similar degree of effort or friction. But some form fields have not only friction associated with them, but they actually produce anxiety. People are more hesitant to give the phone number. They have a level of anxiety. They're concerned about what you're going to do with that phone number, who you're going to share it with. Are they going to be spammed verbally by salespeople? This is an example of embedded anxiety in a friction process. Let's look again. The optimized instant quote process does not only reduce the commitment required, but it's less invasive and it significantly reduces the anxiety. So, it doesn't talk about having a salesperson contact you. And in doing so, it reduces your fear that you're going to be uh, somehow troubled by these salespeople who are invading your life with their offers. Once again, we're dealing with friction, but in part of this friction, there's something lethal, a sort of hidden anxiety that's more dangerous than the regular fields or the regular aspects of friction embedded in this process. That brings me to a second point. And this is the one I've been touching on at the beginning. Anxiety is often irrational. Though anxiety is stimulated by a legitimate concern, its degree or its impact is often disproportionate to the measure of risk. And so people often are more afraid than they ought to be. And a simple, rational correction doesn't fix it. How many of you in the audience, you don't need to answer this, but you have a friend or you have someone you know who experiences anxiety on a regular basis? If you've ever had someone like that in your life, you know that it's not as simple as giving them a rational word of encouragement, that just doing that doesn't make the anxiety go away. Anxiety is emotional and its intensity is often far disproportionate to the measure of risk. Now think about that as it applies your marketing efforts. You may have someone who's had anxiety as they go through your process because they were really burned in the previous free trial. And when they look at what's going on in your free trial, even if you try to correct their fear with a rational statement, they're still troubled because of that experience. Whatever the stimuli, 
Anxiety must be treated in a unique way. And we're going to learn more about that. And in fact, you have to understand that your entire offer and its message is being sent to a jaded consumer. The postmodern consumer doesn't trust us anymore. I wrote an article on this called Transparent Marketing. It's gone viral. It's in many languages. You can get it. I think Paul's going to tweet it to you right now. You can get the link to the article. There's no cost. And just read it. And about two weeks ago, I did an interview in the Washington Post about the election with Mitt Romney and uh, particularly Obama. And we talked about the problem with trust and credibility, their individual value propositions, and this problem with jaded consumers who do not trust the words of the politicians anymore. You might want to get that article and just read that. It might be of some interest to you. The only thing I want to say to you right now is that it's harder than ever. Today, it is harder than ever to get people to trust us, to relieve their anxiety, and to get them to say yes. They're being bombarded with message after message, with competing claims. When three people tell you they're the fastest, when three people tell you they have the best rating, when three people tell you that they're the largest, what do you believe? Whom do you believe? Because at least two of the three have to be lying. And yet all day long, we are assaulted by these messages that only serve to make us more careful and to create latent anxiety in all of us. So think about that as we go forward today because the marketer has to learn to anticipate and overcorrect. Did you hear this? This is the aha. This is the point I want you to understand. You've got to do something very specific and you've got to overcorrect anxiety or you will leave leakage in your funnel. Which brings us to uh, the whole point of today's program. We're going to look at three ways to overcorrect anxiety in our conversion process. And so, let's begin with the first. Focus on specific, very specific causes of concern. Overcorrecting anxiety starts with a corrective measure that addresses the precise, now precise is the operative word, the precise source of customer anxiety. And let's look at an example. Here is a, the control. And Look at the specific concerns about the product that we might see. In fact, as you look at this audience, if you can get a sense of this on your screen, give me the sort of concerns that people might experience as they interact with a product like this. Just use the Q&A feature of your GoToMeeting and give me some feedback. I'm watching carefully as your responses. I'm sort of in the studio and there's several monitors here and here and you'll see me looking around or looking above. It's because I'm looking at those responses as they roll in. Write down to us and sort of send us what you think might be a source of anxiety or concern related to the page you're seeing right now. As those are coming in, I want to show you something else. So here's the sort of question that might occur in someone's mind. How much is this really going to cost? Or is this the lowest cost option? Do I have even the right product? Are there uh, any contracts or hidden fees? How does uh, VoIP compare with the traditional approach? What is the quality? I mean, this is a huge issue. Do you remember the early days of, of uh, uh, VoIP where, where we, we had a difficult time making a connection, hearing someone on the other end, and it was uh, cheap, but it felt cheap, and the quality of the conversation was poor. Is that still a problem? And uh, is the company reliable and reputable? And then there might be specific concerns, not just about the product, but actually about the process itself. So why do I have to give up information? And by the way, I can see all of these coming in from you. Um, uh, what are they going to do with all my information? What happens when I click get quote? Are they going to call me? And is there a quicker option out there than this particular option? These are all concerns. And, uh, and someone talks about cost on the headline and someone says about 60% of what? And, and on it goes. The, the key for you to grasp is that as someone interacts with this page, there's a lot of concern. Some of that concern will transfer into anxiety. And anxiety will gum up your process. It will slow down that chain of micro yeses. It will reduce velocity. And of course, it will reduce conversion. So, uh, let's look at specificity and some of the correction. First, our new copy integrates anxiety-reducing disclaimers, dealing with the specific concerns about the product. Look at them. 60% less than other leading providers. No add-ons or activation fees. No contracts. 
zero setup fees, and instant activation. Each of these components, each of these components help to underscore that this option is a safe option. The very concerns that people might have, people who've already had a negative experience, for instance. Let's continue. We're looking at the same page. We're just looking lower on the page. Look at the emphasis on instant address and specific concerns about the process. Instant sort of addresses those concerns. In addition to that, look at here. Comparison chart addresses the concerns about fees, mobile integration, and voice quality. Third-party credibility indicators address concerns about security and reliability. All of these coming together help to mitigate, help to reduce anxiety. In fact, look at uh, how we use third-party credibility indicators. With quality, we'll often use a satisfaction guarantee. If someone is concerned about quality, this is one of the ways that we reduce anxiety. You'll see the logo that we often use. In fact, that particular seal has been very effective for us in many tests. Feel free to steal it. You can't get it, as we often say, anywhere in the world unless you have Photoshop. And, uh, and since most of you probably do, uh, you can probably get that very same seal. Number two, reliability. Testimonials. Security. Third-party seals. Price. Low-price guarantees. These are all common ways that can be used to reduce anxiety. And if you happen to use some uh, testimonials, then don't use the traditional approach, which is to simply create a testimonial and throw it up on the page. But instead, find those testimonials that are particularly related to specific concerns. In fact, when we're working on a research project, we will take all those incoming testimonials and we will divide them into categories based on what the stress point or the impact point of the testimonial is. Ease of use, product quality, customer satisfaction, cost justification. You might imagine a spreadsheet with 500 testimonials all broken across categories like this. And we select those testimonials which have, and here's important, they have the closest and most intense, uh, you might say, counter to the concern and those that have the highest authority. I'd rather use a testimonial from PC Magazine than from a satisfied customer, for instance. So look for the testimonial that is very specific that is intense in its counter and that has great authority. The combination of those three will help produce a testimonial with force. And force will drive results. Let's go to the second. By the way, if you're just uh, sort of thinking about what's unfolding and uh, you're learning, be with us because we're going to be talking uh, in just a few minutes uh, through the third point and then move directly into live op. We have a lot of pages you submitted for live optimization. And I know that sometimes we have so much content that it's difficult to get to all the submissions. But the way the day is unfolding, we're going to move through this content, deliver as much value as we can, and then shift right away to live op. And look at your pages and work specifically on anxiety as it relates to the pages that you've submitted. So let's go to the second point. Meet anxiety at the price precise occurrence. The word at is critical here because we're now moving to a place that connects the chronology of the mind with the geography of the page. Overcorrecting anxiety involves placing corrective measures so they're experienced at the same time or soon after the moment that the anxiety is stimulated. What is this about? Well, it's about making certain that you don't in general try to treat anxiety, but you're paying attention to the unfolding sequence of thought. And as that, as that anxiety is emerging inside of their psyche, you're immediately addressing it. Don't think of it as a person just, just coming to your page and trying to make meaning of it and you slapping messages on that page trying to make sure you have enough messages to get through to them. Think of this person as coming to your page, reading the headline that engages them to get into the body copy. Once they start to study the body copy or read it with you, you the marketer get out of the back room, you're not dealing with thousands of people, you're dealing with one person. Thousands of people, but one at a time. You get that person by the hand and as you walk them through the page, you're listening to their concern. You're in sight of their mental dialogue and as they start to experience anxiety, you're anticipating the anxiety and you're addressing it immediately. The same way you might if they were in your store talking with you. This sort of specificity, this sort of critical timing is what helps you eliminate so much of the anxiety in your process. Let's continue. So here's this pervasive case study again. And... Often the visitor will experience the most anxiety the moment 
that you ask them to take action. So on this page, that moment is near the call to action, yet there is nothing nearby relieving anxiety. Look inside of that red shaded circle and you'll see that we're asking you to do something, but we're not doing anything to alleviate your anxiety. Now, this isn't a poor page. This is a typical page. This is an above average page on the internet. And yet, it's leaking performance. We saw in the beginning that it was costing these people 262%. I'd like you to stop just for a moment and think with me. We're going to move right on. We're going to teach the other points. We're going to move the live op. But you need to understand that anxiety is not something that you can afford to allow to remain in your pages. Because you would have to spend how much more marketing budget to achieve that 262%? Let's assume that conversion rates were identical. Let's assume that that 262% is an even gain across the funnel, just for the sake of illustration. You would have to increase your spend by 262% to match that. Yet, if you were to go in, find the anxiety, and squeeze it out of your process, that existing marketing spend can drive more revenue. When that happens, two things occur. Your top line goes off. In a sense, all we do at MechLabs is help grow the top line. But as we're growing the top line, we're doing it with a lower cost per acquisition. And so the margin also increases because with a smaller marketing budget, you're achieving greater results. Well, how does this translate into you know, a, a key learning right now? Simply this. While you're here, paying attention to this clinic, hopefully, and if you are, you have my deepest empathy. I'm already tired of hearing myself talk. But live ops coming and you won't have to listen to me much longer. We're going to all be talking as we work through these pages and going back and forth. But listen, as you're sitting there, your pages are leaking performance. And it's one thing for them to leak because you have a serious problem in programming. It's another thing for them to leak because you're having difficulty getting your CEO to understand the essential changes that need to be made to the product. All of those things are difficult to fix. But anxiety, there's no excuse for us to lose several hundred percentile a year in our process because we didn't stop to go in and get that anxiety overcorrected. That's the point of this. And I don't say that to make anyone feel bad, but rather to encourage you that there's something exciting you should be able to do right after this clinic to go back and to get more value out of your existing processes. Let's keep looking. So, in the optimized version, we integrate corrections to the anxiety close to the main cause of concern. Look at the testimonials underneath it. Look, let's go back. Look at all those. Look at the orange lines pointing to all those critical pieces. What we say in the chart up above there, the next to get started, you have the seal and beneath it, the authorized.net and all those three logos down there. And then underneath it, that long band of logos across the bottom. Do you see how we're bringing, we're bringing uh, the anxiety relief at the point in the mental conversation when the person might experience its height? And so, so, in a sense, we're using, again, the chronology of the mind. We're, we're sort of integrating the geography of the page in such a way as to address the chronology in the mind. That brings me to uh, another example. Not this. See the credibility indicators near the call to action, but distant from the form. But this. See the difference? The credibility indicators are moved near both the form and the call to action. 87% increase in conversion. Look at that carefully and think about the impact. An 87% increase in conversion. Let's keep going. Not this. By the way, if you're in the not-for-profit space, this is the Alzheimer's Foundation. And we did a series of experiments that drove up not only the number of donations, but the average size of a donation. One of the critical changes we made in fact, one of the key takeaways was that in a nonprofit space, anxiety is particularly high, and you want to do all that you can to relieve it. Anxiety about, you know, the value of the donation. Will the money be wasted? How much of the money is actually going to, the, to alleviate the suffering, and how much of it is going to administrative expenses? And, you know, will my donation make a difference? And do these people share my values? And all of these sorts of concerns. In this case, look, notice the difference. See the place on the page where all those wonderful indicators are? Now look at the difference. Now they're right beneath the button. It's not even that great a button. But, what's the result? A 54% increase in conversion. Everything we do here, we try to ground it in data. We don't really want to render an opinion. You've probably heard me say this before. 
We don't believe in expert marketers. There are no expert marketers. There are only experienced marketers and expert testers. And what you're seeing, again, is us drawing on 10,000 plus path tests and trying to understand what we've been learning from tracking these over all these years. One of the things we've seen is these simple changes can produce remarkable results. Not this, but this. Look at that 100% satisfaction guarantee. Do you know... You've heard me say it. If you've, been, if you've heard me teach, I've said it over and over again, but it makes it a very important point. You cannot get that seal anywhere in the world unless you have Photoshop. Now, that isn't to sound uh, as if uh, this isn't genuine. All we're doing is taking the same guarantee and making it stronger. We're giving it visual impact because optimization doesn't occur on the page. It occurs in the mind because what we're not afraid of here is cost. We're afraid of perceived cost. It may be there's no reason for this anxiety. It may be that there's no reason for concern. But if it's perceived, then it's real. Your job is to deal with perception. The difference? A 36% increase in conversion. So, let's move to the third point. This is the most important of the three. And that's learning to suppress anxiety with an extra level of intensity. Overcoming anxiety requires an intensity level that must address the extra level of irrational concern stimulated by the amplifying effect of fear-borne anxiety. What are we trying to say here? If you just fix it with enough, it's not going to work. Enough is more than enough in this case. So let's look at an example. In this page, this original, you'll see what we had. But by reducing the required form fields and changing the very feel, the nature of the form, from a traditional lead-looking format to an interactive tool format, we addressed irrational anxiety associated with filling out forms. We didn't make it even feel like you were feeling, uh, feel like you were feeling, pardon the pun, feel, F-E-E-L, like you were feeling, F-I-L-L, out this form, but rather you were interacting with some sort of quick tool that was going to get you uh, what you needed. And uh, look again. See how the comparison chart overcompensates for the concern. Listen, overcorrecting anxiety is about redundancy. It's more important to say it than to perfect your grammar. You will use words that you don't need to use sometimes, extra words, to emphasize the point. See how the comparison chart does this? Zero setup fees. Instant activation. Easily from anywhere. Integrate seamlessly. As many as you want. Now this is a chart, but the chart has a certain level of credibility simply because it's a chart. And yet, all through the process, in a sense, it's selling. Selling in, a, in an honorable way by pointing out the low cost associated with this. The low risk associated with this particular offer. So, ah, uh, there's even more at the bottom for those that need more. Let's move on. Not this. Look at these two side by side. But this. Now, if you were to care to read that wording, in fact, it's worth reading. I'm going to walk, just, I'll just point back here. It's one of the best pieces we've ever seen on this one in our testing. Once your free trial has ended, your subscription will be automatically enabled. How do you like those words for we're going to charge your card? Now, wait a second. We're not being uh, dishonest in any way. In fact, in a moment, we're going to say right here that your card will then be charged X dollars a month, a fee, and it tells you precisely what that number is. So there's no, there's no smoke and mirrors here. But before we say that, we frame that within a different set of, of uh, mental structures. We frame it as a way to be convenient, to enable you to continue to receive your subscription. In a sense, we're addressing anxiety by reframing your internal representation of this charge. That's neurolinguistic programming, Bandler and Grinds. Uh, Bandler and Grinds, for those of you who know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about all the way back to Erickson, long before Anthony Robbins uh, came along. Uh, no offense to Anthony. Uh, but it is your internal representation of this. Notice next to, your card will then be charged a monthly fee of X dollars and you will never be charged during your free trial and you can cancel at any time. And the word any is capitalized. The difference is remarkable. Let's look at, again, not this, but this. So, this pop-up appears inside an online CMS offering more options with an upgrade. 
However, customers were afraid. They were concerned they would lose their current work in the process. And so we addressed that. And in doing so, we relieved their anxiety. And of course, it produces a lift. In this case, 112%. Uh, not this. This is a hosting company in the UK. You'll notice the original version. What do you want to use your website for? Horrible headline. Notice now how those gold seals are being used. And if you were to get in there and read the fine print, it's very important. I'm going to just, I don't want to get too far back. I hope I'm doing okay. Am I all right, Paul? I'm good. So just look, 100% uptime in, on, uh, in 2000. 24-7 customer support. UK-based call center, meaning you're not going to be trapped in some uh, foreign country trying to talk to somebody that hardly speaks English to get service that you need. No hidden charges. 30-day money-back guarantee, verified secure, all of those are anxiety relievers. Why? Because when you're buying uh, some sort of hosting package, anxiety is one of the most important elements that must be addressed. What's the difference? 162%. A dramatic increase, again, in conversion. So how does all this come together? And audience, talk to me for just a moment because I'm getting ready to shift into live optimization. Are you finding this helpful? I'm watching your feedback. Is it as it comes rolling in. And just tell us if this is useful and this is going at the right pace and speed for you. I'm seeing all good comments coming in. Thank you, Karen and Leanne and Ray and Barb and David. Uh, okay, excellent. Thank you. All right, I'm going to keep, I'll keep going then. It's, um, it's, uh, it's encouraging to see your, your, your comments. So, here's a summary of the most critical pieces we've covered thus far. And it set this up for live optimization. And of course, as all of you know, who are on this web clinic, there's going to be a, a 263-question test uh, in just a few moments. This will be part of your permanent school record, and you, you need to score a 95% or higher. Um, no, I'm teasing you. The real test comes tomorrow when you go to work. The real test comes tomorrow when you're looking at a process. Are you going to recognize the friction in it? And are you going to squeeze that friction out? And are you going to produce the sort of performance that your company needs and can have by applying these principles? Let me go back to live optimization in just a moment. But before I do, these principles are summarized in this key slide. You can watch this presentation again. Share it with your colleagues. It'll be online, posted on our site. There's no cost to access this. That'll be out in, I don't know, a few days. Uh, uh, and you'll be able to see it live on the site. For now, these are the points that we've been covering. And you can summarize those three critical ways with specificity, proximi proximity, and intensity. Those summarized the three points that have been driving this, uh, this presentation. That sets me up for live optimization. Many of you have submitted your pages. We may be getting ready to look at one of yours. And so, uh, so I'm going to... Uh, oh, I'm looking at Leanne who just said, My real test is I've been hired by a dentist to optimize his site. Talk about anxiety. Uh, Leanne, you have nothing but our deepest sympathy. There's already a lot of anxiety when you're going to a dentist. So you have uh, double the work. We've worked in that field before, by the way, and uh, there are things that you need to do to reduce that anxiety that can be very powerful. And if you come up with some ideas and want some help, send us an email. We can't do this for everybody because we don't... There's thousands of people that are, are you know, attending these events and, and part of our list. But we will try to help you, Leanne, if you send us something just uh, because you're on this clinic and we really want to help all the people that are part of our community. Let me go on to live op. John's coming up here with me. Sure. Oh, is this something I'm supposed to... Probably. <laughs> okay. Yes, big summit in May. By the way, there's going to be an optimization summit in Orlando next week. I'll be lecturing along with many of our scientists and analysts. In uh, And I'm not selling that, by the way. I don't know if you can get in on it yet. Or if you can go to the Marketing Sherpa website and see. But that's like Monday coming up. This is the email summit in Las Vegas. And, uh, and so uh, I invite you to come. We're going to be there. It's the world's largest summit focused on optimizing your email activities. And... Uh, and you can get discounts early if you're able to register. Let's go on. Live op. John coming up beside me. Lauren, I may call on you with ideas or thoughts too. Feel free if you have some ideas or thoughts. I don't know if we have enough mics up here. We yeah, do. We're, we're we do. Okay, so Luke says I'm all right. Um, John, I've got a page in front of me. Before I do a word and get hearing from you, here's our goal. This is a page submitted by somebody on the clinic. The goal is to get people to request a demo. The primary traffic is SEO. And, uh, and the primary audience is marketers who want to measure and improve their lead quality. 
So uh, you're getting a double commercial. We're optimizing for yeah. you, and we got a phone full of marketers. May you get lots of good business. Yeah, I was about to say, something seems a little rigged here. <laughs> <laughs> this is led by Mike. And by the way, nobody pays for these lives up, just so you know. This isn't some sponsor of our event. Um, but we're all for you, Mike, and we want you to achieve a win. Before we say a word, however, I'd like the audience to tell us, how do you fix this page? Tell me where you see anxiety. Tell me what changes you would make. I'm watching your comments. Better headline, says Barb. It's tough to read the text. That's right, Ross. Remove the sign up now feature or those words, uh, Karen McRae says. Uh, somebody else, tell us what you do. We're watching you come in. It sounds permanent, someone says. Reduce the fields. Remove the phone number. Reverse. Wow, now they're coming in so fast I can't read them. Color change. Headline not clear. Poor contrast. Keep bullet copy to one line. Wow. Dave says, in all kindness, Mike, it's ugly. Uh, green text, says uh, Ray. Get a live demo. How about participate, says Joshua. Input fields are not clear. These are all interesting comments. Keep them coming in. We read every single one of them. And we have staff all around because we use this to see how well the audience is learning. In the meantime, John, talk to us and tell us some things you do on this page. Well, yeah, we did the first thing by asking the marketers because they're our audience, right? Um, and it's really interesting because... When you look at the form itself, there are so many things that are not connecting with them, but specific to anxiety, because that's what we're talking about today. I mean, we talked about things like email and phone. We're marketers. We know what we do with those things. So how in the world, let's just anticipate that somebody's going to get scared there, somebody's going to get hesitant or apprehensive. What would you do? Well, I might actually use something like sarcasm, like we're totally going to spam you. Okay? And what is that going to say? It, it means, hey, look, we're really actually interested in helping you. Um, there are some other things you can do, but some of the things that I'm looking at right away that really don't connect well, if you take a look at those logos, I mean, we talked about visual indicators, but it's about using the right ones. I'm not sure exactly what this means. Best search, Google Analytics. Do you use Google Analytics or did you do work with analytics? Um, customer interaction solution. I mean, what did those things mean? Um, it's not just enough to have the logos, but you've got to actually tell them how they're relevant. And... The fact that they're that big, I mean, really, it's starting to look more like a race car and, and less like a conversation. So you might want to think twice about that. And also, you've got a lot of feedback from the audience about live demo or what the right language is to connect with them. Because, again, demo might be a good start, but you, if you actually talk to your audience, you talk to your sales team, there may be language that marketers or your audience is going to connect with more closely or associate with something less scary than a sales guy is going to, a shark's going to come and you know, attack me. It's Shark Week, or actually, I think Shark Week's over, so, um, you know. <laughs> All right, well, the, let me jump in. I'll tell you why, because I'm watching our time, and we're going to get through as many of these as we possibly can. And as I'm looking at it, I, I'm going to give this one about two more minutes, and we'll shift to another one, so if we can help somebody else from the audience. If you're listening, here's how to listen. Look not only for what we're doing with particular respect to this page, but look for transferable principles that will apply to your page. I'm going to list the ones that I see immediately. I've never seen this page until just now, but I'll go through them quickly, get a list of those, take what John has said, and see what you can do as you apply them to your own page. Number one, look at the sign up now at the top. It makes this confusing. You don't know what that form is filled. It actually looks like a headline. People aren't ready to sign up yet. They don't know what that means. It's like walking up to the bar, grabbing a girl by the shoulders, and kissing her full on the lips. Uh, she's not ready for that yet. There's some micro yeses you need before you're able to get the kiss. And in this case, we are hitting them hard with an ask that's too intense, too early in the process. It might not even be an ask. I can't even tell if that's a link. Right. The page is, is designed with a poor color scheme that's costing you conversion. In this case, it's not about taste. It's about interfering with clarity. And the page is not clear because of the size of the text on that particular background. But let me go on and say... so. Think about what you put at the top of that form. In fact, I would have a form that looks simpler, that has a special title, that has clear form fields, that uh, has less. You say, well, I have to have all of those fields and break it into two. Get the name and email address on the first step, capture the balance on the second step, track the leads that only complete the first step and recontact them, track the leads that fill out the second step and you'll have a higher score. You'll find you'll get a higher net total of leads. You'll get a higher... Uh, response rate, because many people will fill out the quick piece, and then you'll be able to get them to fill out the second piece, particularly if you incentivize the second page with lots of value around it. I would also think about changing where the form field is on the page. Right. I would definitely think hard about the text, and I would, uh, I would come across with a very strong headline. You don't have the right headline yet at the top of this page. And I'd love for you to try these things, Mike. Get back to us, show us a design. Since we've talked about this, 
We'll comment on your design by email or by phone and let you go live with a test and look at your numbers. I can't tell you the long list of experiments we have from our own students who've come to these clinics, listened to these live op, and gone back. Doing a journal guy, I remember, did it. He got a 300% lift. A guy I often teach for the clinic uh, in a small private business, 93% lift. Get those lifts. I'd love to see you achieve that. Let's keep going. And uh, Mike, thank you for your courage. Uh, now we have a page submitted by Jory. And uh, J-O-R-I, Jory. And the goal here is to sell rings and introduce the brand and to get uh, new users. The primary source of traffic, as you can see, is SEO, uh, promise rings, diamond promise rings. The primary audience is men 16 plus. All right, so that's your audience. This is your page. Um, I want to point out before we begin, we're dealing with what is perceived as a high-risk purchase. I'm sure you're aware of this, Jory, but when you're buying diamonds or jewelry online, yeah. there's a particular level of anxiety that has to be overcome. So right. let's, let's hear, uh, let's hear uh, some comments from John. Audience, what do you think? Talk to yeah, me. Let's, let's hear from the audience real quick. We can Tell me what you would do to make this page better. Use your Q&A function. There's a slight delay in the actual technology in GoToMeeting this morning or in our router, but I see them coming in. 25% off tells me nothing. In fact, it doesn't sound a lot for jewelry, by the way. I would agree. Too many calls to action. Uh, Better pictures. Is there some sort of guarantee to add? Mm, Proof of diamond quality. Is this authentic? Is this an event or is this regular jewelry? Uh, Zales is a trusted brand, so I don't think anxiety is not high. Um, that's a good point. That is a good point. Zell's has a lower anxiety rate than others, but Zell's is, uh, first of all, very small on this page. Not the first thing that you notice or see or understand. And secondly, people are still afraid. I can show you that from our experiments. Right. But you'll have some advantage because of the name brand. 800 number is too small. So customer service ratings. It's too cold and transactional, says Don. All right, let's just stop there for a moment. And let's let uh, John give us some thoughts. And Lauren, if you have anything, just wave at me and, and on any of these pages, okay? And we'll get some comments from you. Go ahead, So John. you guys talk about a lot of things uh, that I actually would, would agree with because my dad is actually a custom jeweler. He owns his own shop. And so these are the things that customers come in with. They're, those are the reasons why customers come to him, okay? And especially if it's online. So that's the other thing. I would test the effect of understanding Okay, proof of diamond quality. Yes, we have real diamonds. Or you know, it doesn't have to be that obvious. But something to the effect that helps communicate to the visitors, maybe a central headline, something that's not really deal-focused. Because I promise you, you're going to have real estate on the homepage that's deal-focused. Okay, but what would be the effect of actually having a headline and just a simple statement that says, this is what we believe. We believe in high quality at, at affordable prices or whatever. And then all of a sudden you start making the case that you can then continue throughout the site. Another thing is that this page assumes that people are just looking for deals and then there's a small area for signature collections. Um, get your assumptions right. Figure out exactly what visitors are looking for, how they're looking to engage. Um, I'm not sure, Zales, if you do traditional offline stuff. I'm sure you do. But how many visitors arrived at the site from maybe catalogs or things like that? Are they actually going to connect right away with just deals or are they going to look for a search functionality, especially for a piece that they saw in an offline piece, right? So um, those are just a few of the things that I would look at. Again, home pages are slightly different objective than a landing page, but clearly you want to connect with the visitor, get them deeper into the site, and with the same time build a, a sense of trust. And they've got a name, but it, I don't know if it's enough. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me go back to something that I think many of us uh, p- perhaps fail to understand. This is in the last clinic. And, Jory, if you weren't there, you need to be in the last web clinic. What this page is missing is its value proposition. I know we're talking about anxiety, but I've got to want to buy before the cost force matters very much. And right now, there's not a single address on this page to the essence of the value proposition. The value proposition, as we talked last week, is an answer to a very particular question, and it is this question. If I am the ideal customer, why would I purchase from you rather than any of your competitors? Now, if you can't answer that question clearly within the first four inches of this page, within the first seven seconds of interaction, then you are already bleeding significant performance. And it's particularly important on the home page. We're not addressing the value side of the equation, so instead we're meeting them with a particular deal and hoping that that will help. But listen, 25% off is not even perceived by many people as a discount. Right. Because traditionally we think of jury as having a high markup. Right. And we've seen many tests where until that gets to above 40% and moves towards 70%, people don't often move to the purchase. 
And so I don't think you're achieving very much with the 25%. And all you're doing is counting on people who are customers of Zales or very familiar with Zales to come by here. And if they are, and I don't see the whole page, and we can pull it up, but we don't have time now, I'd look at what you're doing with proper nav to get them where they need to be. I think it's a mistake not having left nav on this page. I've done too much research in e-commerce. Something for you to think about altogether. I think this page is neutral with the natural negativity associated with uh, uh, purchasing jewelry online. This means it's probably underperforming by more than 70%. You need to address the anxiety, but you really need to intensify value. Right. There's absolutely none. And no reason why I should buy from Zales rather than one of your leading competitors. Especially if they have a 30% yes, off. Yes, yes, Audience, I'm going to keep going, okay? I'm going to keep going. Yeah, all I need is to be 30% off and have a brand name to beat <laughs> what you're offering. Right, right. there's nothing different than... There's yeah. none. Yes, yes, Lauren, yes. And come right up here, Lauren. I know you've got a drink yeah, in we'll your hand. Yeah, we'll make room, right? All right, there you go. You I can just come in the middle. Quick comments on the 25% off, I think also can make a very... Look, a perceived um, value decrease. Yes. And, you know, especially with diamonds, something that's wa uh, people are wanting high quality. Yes. If you say 25% off, is that because it's less quality? Um, yes. Could be yeah. a point. And also, your primary audience is men, and this to me looks like a very female-oriented website. Yes. And then you need to, especially guys trying to look for their, you know, their girlfriends. They're probably pretty intimidated about the yes. process that they're going through. So making that as easy for them as possible. Maybe you know a guided process of how to how to look for a diamond. Yes. You know what what's that process like? I would. I, I, we got to move on. I just want to help the audience. Audience, this page should have a great headline. It should tell you there are three ways to shop at Zales, or three ways to find exactly what you're looking for. Number one, boom, boom, boom. Number two, boom, boom, boom. Number three, and it should have some sense of why Zales is the best place to find that particular item. Why you're the best solution, and along with that, it should present some options and then drive them into the pages where conversion will take place. The goal of a homepage typically is to get you to the right page, right. but to do that, we first of all have to want to go there, and that's where this page is failing. Let's keep going. So, I'm looking at another page, and this page is uh, List Warehouse, and there's a lot of copy, and the goal is to create leads, and it was submitted by Ray, and, uh, and the traffic is SEO, and the primary audience is marketers looking for opt-in email list. So, now you can log your so, calls and get a list, all in the same web clinic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry, I just, yeah. uh, Captain Obvious here. Uh, all right, um, so, before you go, John, audience, really quickly, <laughs> tell me what you do to fix this particular page, and then we're going we're gonna to get some thoughts. Quickly, I would ugh, somebody says Nina. Now remember, long copy is not already ba always bad, but we'll talk about this long copy in just a moment. I would take one look and leave immediately. Where's the call to action? Needs a total web copy rewrite. Too much text. Not targeted. Not call to action. Start over from scratch. Ray, I'm sorry, uh, but there, there's a marketing experiments therapist that you can call after these people get done beating you up here. I hope you're not offended. But this is like the best focus group you ever had. It's your own audience telling you what they think of the page. Where are the leads supposed to be? What do I do on this page? What is this Lincoln Center sidebar referring to? Why are there three equally weighted calls to action? All of these things are coming from students who've been right. involved with these clinics. And I really like the feedback. I think the audience is mostly accurate, Ray. Yeah. Uh, John, over to you. And Lauren, if you have anything, just jump in. Okay. So, so here's the thing. I mean, we're talking about lists here. What's the most important thing when it comes to lists? Accuracy. Nobody likes a list that is accurate and puts back a lot of mail or you know, whether it's email, direct mail, whatever, and it just gives you a, a lot of trash, stuff that never actually reached its destination. So right now, I mean, especially if you have a chance to talk about those things, I'm not seeing it just by looking at the page, any indication that this is a quality list broker or this is a quality list warehouse. I mean, the sense that I get is that it's going to be really cheap and hopefully it might be good. So I'm expecting a really low price. So um, just based on the tone that the page is presenting, the fact that there are no credibility kind of indicators or no even indicators of value. So, I mean, you talk about anxiety. People are scared of buying a list that's not going to produce even a, a return on just the spend itself. I mean, you've got to address that, not just, you know, in the process, but also through the value, especially in this particular industry. That's the biggest thing. That I'm Absolutely. I'm, now, uh, time is up. Uh, if, look, uh, let me make a deal with the audience. It's 4.54. I have six minutes. I'm going to try to do this page and I'm going to try to do two more in six minutes. So we're going to do it in 30-second bursts. Paul in the back is making fun of me. I want you to get as much value as you possibly can out of every single minute on this call. So you bear with me. I'm going to shift right now to, uh, to this one. I'm going to make a long list. I'm going to make it fast. 
Number one, I would look at those three boxes across the top. They're evenly weighted calls to action. They get in the way of the messaging. They look like ads for somebody else's business. They're in the wrong place. They're designed wrong and they're hurting you. Number two, I would write a much more powerful headline. Number three, I would look hard at that box on the right with the Lincoln Center. There's no connection to what we're saying on the left. It is a long paragraph of white text on black. Very difficult to read. Reverse text is terrible. Reverse text that long is doubly terrible. Lincoln Center is not a headline. It's a place. And it has nothing to do with a magic wand. It's very, very bad. Get it off the page or redesign it completely. I move on. That first paragraph of main copy text is about three times the length, not more than three sentences, and then you should be into bullet points. I would organize, if I had to have this much text, I would organize it in subheadlines with a main headline, a big headline, all the way across the top. I would also get rid of that that harness, that's a weak image that isn't right. serving you. And because it's a harness, it might look like it, it connects uh, to your word harness. It just looks like clipart <laughs> clip thrown on right. the page. It's getting in the way. It's not communicating. Uh, and, Ray, I would say this graciously. And we'll help you, you know, submit a version to us. But the audience right. is right. Don't fix this page. Burn it. The copy might be right. There might be good copy in here. But it needs to be completely reorganized under subheadlines with critical bullet points with a lot more clarity, singular message, and a strong call to action. I'm moving on. We have only a little bit of time left. Ray, if, uh, please don't, um, please come back to the next clinic and don't be <laughs> mad at us, all right? Yeah. We want to help you. Get a lift. Raymond submitted this page. The objective is to increase phone calls of pet owners looking to set an appointment. That's a good example of a page. I think it says Zatilla which <laughs> is an interesting name. And I want the audience, we don't have time for audience feedback. John, you have exactly 30 seconds. I'm watching the clock. Lauren, I want you to jump in with 10 or 15 seconds right after John. What would you do for this page? So the first thing that I would do is I would connect with them and their needs. So you're going to list the type of needs, the reasons why they would connect and make an appointment. Um, uh, I had to do this this weekend, right? So, um, but I had to go to pet different websites. The first thing I need to look for, do you see the best mobile vet in, in Atlanta making house calls? Well, the point is to get them on an appointment. List the kind of things that you're going to talk about. List the kind of things that you can discuss. Get them right to the services. Get them right to the things that they care about. Um, and then you could use a supporting area to do the value prop. But that's the biggest thing that I see is that disconnect. Um, I'm, Five seconds, John. And yeah, I'm going to stop right there. Lauren, do you see anything? Go ahead. Yeah, I think pets are very important to people and they're, you know, so any sort of certification you have or something like that that says, you know, I'm going to trust you with my pet, um, I think putting something like that up there to decrease that anxiety would be very helpful. All right. I'm going to give it the last few seconds. We're shifting another page. As I talk, get ready. We're going to chill and we're going to hit one more page. The problem with this page, uh, number one, is in its design of boxes and colors. They don't work together properly. The headline needs to be stronger. The paragraphs need bold font in them. You need bullet points supporting them. There needs to be one overwhelming message, and that is why should I set an appointment with your group rather than any other option I have for my pet? That clarity and the very ease with which you can respond or I as a customer can respond and tell me what's going to happen when I call, how quick the phone call is going to be, what I'm going to experience, and how easy this process is. Punch up the value, reduce the cost, tip the fulcrum, get more yeses. I'm going to move on. This page is a neurological association. It is the last page we're going to look at. If you're thinking to yourself, well, that doesn't look anything like my page, I'm going to log off. We don't, yeah. get, we don't get paid extra if you stay on, but you can learn from every single one of these pages, all right? So look at this page, and I'm going to take uh, the last, let me see, two minutes. John, I'm just going to wade into that, okay? If you see something glaring, give me one critical, the most important thing you do, and I'm going to ask you the same thing, Lauren. I pass. Uh, we don't have a clear conversation here. I see three equal weighted areas. Three. I see one big quote, and actually this looks like a WordPress template from somebody that I've Scenes that looks too much like a template too that I've seen before. I think that's what you're using. So, uh, the I've three asked. evenly weighted columns, then, John. That's what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely right. I would lose those. They're hurting you right now. You can't listen to three people talk to you at one time, and they're all three horizontal coming at you at the same time. Excellent, Lauren. What would you do? Same thing. No prioritization of you know what is the main thing you're trying to communicate to me right now, and also if you're trying to get them to call you or email you, I don't see a phone number anywhere. Well, what is the call to action? That's the difficult thing that we should probably be asking. It says right here, primary objective, call or email to make an appointment. There needs to be a really clear call to action. This needs to have a single major column with a right column perhaps supporting the messaging with testimonials or certifications or critical information from third-party credibility indicators like associations you're the member of. The centerpiece needs to express the value proposition which you touch here because you are nationally recognized neurologists. I need to know three questions on this page instantly. Where am I at? 
Am I at the right place? What can I do here? And why should I do it? And the why should I do it connects to the value proposition. And the value proposition should move right to a call to action. And the call to action should be clear. And I should know precisely what to expect when I respond. What's going to happen next? You're going to email me back. You're going to call me back. You're going to send me something. I would give them something very tangible. They can see an image of what's going to occur when they respond. I'm going to stop. If you've just been on your first marketing experiments web clinic, we're grateful. We've been studying this for 15 plus years. We're the oldest laboratory in the world studying the Internet. We're still learning constantly, and our goal is to understand why people say yes. If you found this helpful, I'd invite you to talk to a friend and just tell them about us. We don't charge for any of this. You go to marketingexperiments.com, and there's probably 15 to $20 million worth of free research you can access. And uh, we are grateful for your trust. Come again in about two weeks, and we'll give you another clinic with some more of our findings. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of Internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Thank you.